0: The Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio. Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio, hard-hitting news that networks was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for July 1st in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio, the traditions of our founding fathers. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy,
2: howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam.
1: You're very welcome, sir. Our buddy Scott Bradley, Dr. Scott Bradley, is on your radio, freedomsrisingsun.com. Welcome back, sir.
3: Well, good morning to all, and thank you very much.
1: All right. We've got uh, so much to talk about. It's just shocking. I want to talk about climate change. I want to talk about global warming. I want to talk about propaganda. Kurt's got a headline talking about the U.N. climate chief, Kurt, or U.N. chief, I guess it is, right?
2: Well, yeah, the big shot at the U.N., uh, you know, basically a headline from Breitbart says, uh, U.N. chief sees climate doom everywhere, floods, drought heat waves, wild fly- fires and superstorms. Um, you know, at least for me, uh, you could almost say this is scriptural, Sam, but uh I mean, that's where I've seen this kind of uh, headline before, yeah. and yet uh, in the, you know, at the UN, I don't think they're going to talk much about scripture,
1: do you? No, I don't. But I want to highlight a couple of things here. Um, First thing is, Scott, I guess uh, you, me, and Kurt all agree with the U.N. chief. Now, different reasonings behind our agreement. Obviously, he's making a completely different point than we would make. But I agree with the U.N. chief. Clearly, Kurt, I clearly agree. The U.N. chief sees climate doom everywhere, floods, droughts. Heat waves, wildfires, superstorms—I think that's reality. What do you say, Scott?
3: Well, there's a there's a, a lot to this whole thing. Obviously, climate is always changing. I mean, you know, there's sayings in different communities. that, You know, if you don't like the weather, wait ten minutes; it'll change. And uh, they say, "Oh, this is broader than that. This is a this is a global kind of thing." Well, th- that may or may not be the case, and if it is. The cause of it is is the issue, and, and people say, well, it's man-caused. And I guess, in a way, is <laughs> Kurt alluded to this a little bit in his statement out of the Scriptures, if um, God is, is using different methodologies to get our attention, um, and because of our uh, unwillingness to abide by his directions, well, maybe it is kind of man-caused, but this idea that it's a... Carbon footprint kind of thing and all this kind of stuff is absolutely uh, unprovable, I believe. And in fact, over the years, I've I've had some fairly close uh, contacts, some one-on-one interviews with with uh, some of the you know upper atmosphere scientists and so on that are that are world renowned. Literally, I've done radio interviews with uh, some of these folks, and and literally uh, the the belief system. Uh, I think that that really it has more sound foundation is probably, it's probably something more universal than man caused. It's probably solar or something like that that uh, warms and cools seas. But we're all old enough to remember. I, I assume the the days when uh, the new uh, glacier period was coming on us and we were all going to freeze to death. We're all going to die and. You know, Rachel Carson's uh, Silent Spring kind of things. I mean, there's been people trying to scare the pants off of us all along on different things. And, and like I say, back in the 70s, we were going to all freeze, and now we're all going to melt and, or drown or something. But uh, it's, it's all just there to try and get government to take control of our lives to the point that uh, that they control everything. If you control the climate, well, you can't control the climate. But if you control those things they say are influencing climate, you're you're controlling everything: the air we breathe, the water we drink, the ground we walk on, how we heat and cool our buildings, how we perform our labors in terms of our businesses, how we transport ourselves, anything in... <laughs> Anything and everything is is therefore under the control of that all-knowing power government. And so, I don't know, this is an absurd uh, solution to um, freedom, and it has the absolute most destructive effect on freedom that we can possibly have. So, I don't know, it's interesting. And by the way, they're still manipulating the temperature data. You guys remember, Here a few years ago we had that, English university that deep-sixed all of the non-conforming data and they emphasized the, the data that was such as they wanted. I mean, they could be random dots on a graph and they took the ones they wanted and used them. And uh, they're still doing that, by the way. They're still manipulating the uh, the data to make it appear to be something that it's not. And, and they keep getting caught doing it. It's just absolutely astounding. So this is one of the biggest lies we've we've ever been told. But you know, Josef Goebbels, back in the Nazi days, when he was their propaganda minister, he says, you tell one big enough and long enough, it becomes truth. That's what they're trying to make this. It's absurd. And by the way, the Constitution gives no authority, since we'll go back to that, no authority whatsoever for the national government to mess with anything that they claim to have the authority to mess with right now in terms of this climate stuff. It just isn't there. So, anyway... I don't
0: know. I could
2: ramble on and on about this, but maybe you guys got a thought or two. Well, you know, at least uh, Dr. Scott Bradley, I would say this uh, in this article from Breitbart that the headline reads: "The UN Chief Sees Climate Doom Everywhere: Floods, Drought, Heat Waves, Wildfire Fires, and Superstorms." It's got a picture of a lady holding a. Uh, uh, sign it says uh, unicorns may not be real but the climate crisis is uh there's some news i didn't know unicorns weren't real i mean you know i mean uh, that's been but uh you know the whole climate crisis when you look in scripture and this is a book of scripture called the book of mormon uh that i believe goes along with the bible it says tempest Earthquakes, fires, whirlwinds, and physical upheavals. This all happened at the time of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, it almost sounds like uh, this headline about floods, drought, heat waves, wildfires, and superstorms. And yet, uh, the UN chief, Antonio Guterres, uh, he warned about this, but he didn't mention this idea that says uh, the god of heaven put in these uh, things called the 10 commandments we need to uh, follow them but you know he he's figuring maybe the UN is more powerful than god i guess uh, he didn't say that in this but you know there's no mention of that the UN chief did hold out hope in what they call the paris agreement to force nations not you know encourage them or like you know, suggest they do, but they're using force to accede to this climate action. Uh, now, that's where the president's kind of going against them. Uh, but he went on to say, but we know that even if the promises of Paris are fully met, we still face at least a three degree temperature rise by the end of the century. And that goes to your comments about this whole Mm, accuracy of those reports. Well, and
1: I believe right? they're manipulating the data. They're certainly being dishonest about it. But I do agree with the U.N. Chief sees climate doom everywhere. Now, he would say we see climate doom because these humanoids are ruining everything. And we've got to, to use it for population control. and we got to, And they're using it for a control mechanism to force us into a, quote, globalistic new world order. I don't agree with him on the causes and/or the solutions, but I do agree with him on the fact that climate change is going to be climate doom. When we turn our backs on God, the ultimate weatherman, as Kurt likes to point out, God decides to use the weather to stir us up in remembrance of our God.
3: Well, let me give all you a- sorts of methodologies. Uh, but but even even if you try to say plain science is, is predicting this, it's falsehood. About six months ago, I had a two-hour interview with a...
1: Hold on, it's renowned. falsehood, but it is prophesied, and it's true. The falsehood is the manipulation of the data and the manipulation of their claims and the manipulation of the cause and and the effect and the solutions. But look, all you got to do is look at prophecy and know that it is true and it is going to happen if we continue to turn our backs on God.
3: Like I say, He'll get our attention regardless of what it takes, and sometimes it's more gentle and, and sometimes more we're more easily entreated. But, in fact, the uh, manipulation, the falsehood, uh, is absolutely across the board. 100% of the science, well, the the math being used to prove this is incorrect. It is. Uh, The the science in regards to, look at CO2. I mean, the fact that, oh, my goodness, we can't use CO2. Well, CO2 doesn't get into the upper atmosphere. You know, you could use all your CO2 uh, methodologies for air conditioning or whatever, and it does not affect anything in the upper atmosphere it simply is they are a pack of lies and yeah you're right let's say we are having some climate change
1: well then we're going to see more and more and more climate change and even though they're drawing the wrong conclusions and even though they're dishonest in their delivery the fact is hey prophecy is going to prove them right they continue to deny god turn their back on god tell you the climate's going to get crazy and it is And uh, it's just going to validate their false claims with, again, um, an unrelated cause and effect. But nevertheless, um, for example, Senator Lindsey Graham um, basically says, hey, he sponsored a cap and tax plan with John Kerry and Joe Lieberman, the liberals. And um, he basically says this. We owe it to the country to have an alternative to the Green New Deal. Let's just cross the Rubicon. Let's just as a party say that climate change is real. That's Lindsey Graham. What, one of the leaders of the Republican Party?
3: He's also a warmonger. Don't
1: ever
4: forget that.
1: Amen. Quick pause. Dr. Scott Bradley in the house.
4: You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches. In wedding chapels. In maternity wards across the country and around the world. need for us to think globally and act locally, so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids.
0: Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, so
1: Lindsey Graham, I agree with Scott Bradley. He's a warmonger. But Lindsey Graham, quote, We owe it to the country to have an alternative to the Green New Deal. Let's just cross the Rubicon. Let's just say climate change is real. Now, I understand Lindsey Graham's point. I, again, disagree with his cause and effect, and you know. but I agree. Look, climate change is real. The Lord will change the climate when people turn his back on him, and he will use it to wreak havoc, to stir us up in remembrance of our God, the ultimate weatherman. He will do this. And so these guys are lying about the scientific data. Scott's right. These guys are lying about the cause and effect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they are right on that it's going to happen, and all it's going to do is validate their claims. We will not win the argument saying climate change is bogus. We will admit that it's real, but we will say, you know, what is the reason? And that's where the debate needs to happen. And a scientist uh, joins the cause. According to Kurt's uh, email he sent me, scientists, quote, cow farts, not to blame for climate change. Air quality expert debunks um, hype against animal-based protein uh any more on that kurt scientists are even starting to admit the truth on this thing um i don't think we well, debate whether climate change is real or not it's real but the cause yeah. is the question and what they want to do as a result they want government to gain control uh, over this right well
3: let's talk well, just a second about crossing the rubicon a lot of people today don't even know what the heck that that means uh Back in 49 BC, Caesar, uh, Caesar, who had been governor north of Italy, if you will, uh, was told, okay, your time being the the head guy, the head governor's done, we're going to have you disband your army, don't uh, come back with your army, disband it, don't cross the Rubicon River, it's a little river there in Italy, don't do that, but he he decided to bring his army across the Rubicon, and that precipitated the, the Roman Civil War, which led him to be the emperor. Okay, so... Crossing the Rubicon is something where you go across, contrary to everything, and it ends up having very destructive uh, outcomes. Now, when Lindsey Graham uh, wants to cross the Rubicon, if you will, and say, I don't give a hang that this isn't in the Constitution, it's too important, we're going to still do something on climate change. When he says, I don't give a hang about the constitutional things about going to war, we've got to go to war with Iran because... When somebody says, I don't give a hang that the Constitution has no authority for health care, we're going to do it anyway, because everybody needs health care. What my point is, is that we are so willing to cross the Rubicon for our own personal pet projects, that I would say to anybody that says that, if you'll cross it for that, why wouldn't somebody else have the authority to cross it for their pet project to the point that we have no Constitution left? There is no authority whatsoever to take the processes by which, for example, Trump has been basically keeping Obamacare on life support. He basically made an executive order here the other day that says, I'm injecting the federal government into the medical process. We're going to compel medical providers to bring forth certain pricing information. Uh, Lindsey Graham wants to go to a war with Iran. He wants to do the climate care thing. Pick your poison. Any one of these things is a violation of the Constitution, and every one of these things ultimately will lead to the demise of our liberty. But, but everybody keeps saying, oh, but this is so important. We can't ignore this. We've got to take action. And by tacit agreement, they're saying we're going to throw the Constitution away over this issue. We're crossing the Rubicon all the time. And when Caesar crossed that little river... He precipitated the Roman Civil War. He destroyed the Republic, and he ultimately uh, implemented the Imperial era in Rome. And and it's like people, don't you understand that if you do this, you're you're complicit in the destruction of of this Republic? And and again, I, I've talked to people that claim to love the Constitution, but they have their pet project. They're willing to cross that Rubicon on. And, and we can't. If you'll do it for one, you'll do it for all. And, uh, I mean, if you won't do it for all, somebody else would say, well, this is just as important. And somebody else will say, well, that's just as important. Pretty soon we don't even have a constitution. Pretty soon we do not have a nation. It, we have completely frittered it away. And that's about where we are in America today.
1: I completely agree with your point, but you're not going to be able to get away with denying climate change. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse, isn't it, Kurt?
2: You know, it seems like there's so much talk about it, and yet do you hear anybody coming back and saying, look, who's really in charge of the weather? And if you're really going to recognize that, that the God of heaven is in charge of the weather, and if we don't recognize his laws, uh, whether it's thou shalt not kill uh you know or going on from there or, you know i mean we had this story i guess you didn't hear it Scott or Dr Bradley it was the last hour about the uh, uh you know place over in uh over in the UK where they're basically having this battle uh with this student that's telling the teacher that there's two genders and the teachers basically saying hey man don't be bringing that here in the classroom uh, you know, I mean, we got this up is down scenario going on worldwide, and uh, the God of Heaven just says, "Look, that's wrong, and you're going to be punished for hey, it." And you and keep that's... turning
1: your back on God, and I'm telling you right now, the climate's going to get out of control, buddy. You're going to have what did the UN chief say? You're going to see climate doom going on. At least it's going to feel like it, folks. You're going to see floods and droughts and heat waves and famines and dearths and, I mean, you know, what do they call them, super storms and microbursts? And I mean, I could go on and on and on, hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes and and in diverse places. You're going to see this stuff going on everywhere, Scott.
3: Well, you know, Isaiah spoke of the day, and I believe we're living in that day where good is called evil and evil is called good. And, And you talk about some of these gender bender things and And you talk about the perverse, uh, I mean, perverse sexual things, whether between men and women or between men and men and women or women and women or whatever. Bestiality, I mean, in our own little community that I live in, I was told by someone that's in law enforcement that the bestiality thing is is on a, it's it's maybe not a hockey stick kind of curve right now. They talk about bringing it back to the global warming thing, which is a false, you know. Pretense of all things, this hockey stick-derived computer model, but that all sorts of perverse things are happening, and, and honestly, it's uh, all of it's offensive to God, and He said so. And um, I mean, I don't have to make this up; He already has set His standard. And, and by the way, when the nation was founded, in fact, he, when the Renaissance was beginning. There was an awakening. Uh, People, let's take it to a microscope or a telescope. They were able to see things with some advancements that they'd never seen with the naked eye before. And what they saw in the universe was order. There was an order to the point they saw a creator. They saw that things were not random, and they and they were amazed. And 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 the more they thought about it, the more they thought, you know what? If in fact there is. A, a God, a Creator, of someone that put this all together in its its orderly fashion. Perhaps there is an order for hap- happiness in mankind, and maybe if we can we can discover that and conform to that, our lives will be happier. And that was one of the things that led to this desire to discover the formula for liberty. And and by the way, that formula was looked for grad, uh, generally in in the uh, the holy scriptures. And they found the outline for that, and they tried to conform that. And if you read Blackstone or you read Montesquieu, uh, two of the principal mentors, if you will, of the American founding fathers, it all ties back to God's law. In fact, natural law and the laws of nature and nature's God, all of that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And and all of that that made its way into our Declaration of Independence, which, again, we're going to We're going to commemorate the signing of it here in about three days. But the fact of which most people have forgotten, they've got a beer bust and a rock concert with fireworks that they're going to celebrate, but not those great principles of liberty that are found in God's law. That's what was brought forth. Blackstone and Montesquieu brought things out that the Founding Fathers incorporated into our government, and it all ties back to this original God's law that they were looking for the happiness formula And and to bring order into the world and into human life, and and it's astounding that we've abandoned that almost wholeheartedly.
1: Sadly, you're right, Scott, and that's exactly why I'm uh, heeding this email that I got. It says, (laughs) dear friends, Kathy Smith and others, we're having a grand old-fashioned 4th of July celebration at Liberty Hall this year. That's in Ogden, Utah. Doors open at noon. Ben Franklin will tell the story of the glorious paintings that are hanging at Liberty Hall. And we're going to have Radiant Productions' favorite young stars singing hymns of liberty, proclaiming liberty with you. And then we're going to watch an incredible movie. And uh, check it out. Liberty Hall and Loving Liberty, uh, they're celebrating. I'm going to be there, by the way, folks. It's going to be on the 4th of July. Starting at noon, noon to 2 p.m. So you got to check that out. Quick pause. Scott Bradley with us.
0: Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
5: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Protesters in Hong Kong storming the legislature there today, marking the anniversary of the return to Chinese rule. They used a metal cart, poles, and pieces of scaffolding to repeatedly slam into the building's reinforced glass, which finally broke. The demonstrations continuing to protest a proposed law that would allow people accused of crimes in Hong Kong to be sent to mainland China to be tried. After saying last week it would do so, Iran is confirming it's breached its enriched uranium stockpile limit, violating the 2015 deal it had reached with the United States and other major powers. The Islamic Republic's foreign minister making the announcement today in defiance of a warning from European nations that also signed that agreement that President Trump has since pulled the U.S. out of. This is USA Radio News.
6: I'm Wade the Root for Tangible Investments. Tangible CEO has been quoted on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, interviewed on CNBC, and featured in Fortune magazine. He's been warning about a volatile and unpredictable stock market for months. The Dow is down 4,000 points. since the peak to Russell 2000, down more than 20%. In 2008, the market fell 55%. More than half your net worth wiped out. You need asset protection now. If you're a qualified client who has ever bought gold or silver before, and you have the receipt to prove it, Tangible Investments will give you a free fractional American gold. Eagle with a retail value of $199. Tangible will prove after you deal with Tangible Investments, you'll never buy from anyone else ever again. Call now to find out if you qualify for your $199 gold gift free. Call Tangible Investments at 800-780-9000. That's 800-780-9000. Tangible has done billions of dollars in transactions and could show you how to protect your assets. Call 800 780 and go for your free $199 coin.
5: The NTSB is beginning its review of evidence following the crash of a small plane in Texas on Sunday that killed all 10 people on board. Witnesses and some video evidence seem to indicate that the plane simply veered off just after it lifted off the runway at the Addison Airport, slamming into a hangar. We
4: cannot confirm that there was an engine failure at this point. There are any number of possibilities that could occur, and as I said, we, we're not in a position to speculate on, on those kinds of things.
5: That's Bruce Landsberg, the vice chairman of the NTSB. The central United States is in line for some severe thunderstorms today, with heavy rains and driving winds slamming a broad stretch of the country from northeastern New Mexico and west Texas into southern Minnesota and Wisconsin. The Vatican reaffirming Catholic policy that priests cannot reveal what they've heard in confession, even if governments are trying to find out and this is usa radio news
1: sadly good is called evil and evil is called good the propaganda at a feverish pitch there's no doubt about it the sad truth is though You know what? Climate change is real. The ultimate weatherman, God Almighty, will use the climate to stir us up in remembrance of our God. And the U.N. chief says climate doom everywhere. What the government's really trying to do around the world, uh, these governments are trying to basically take a prophecy... Know that as we turn against God that it will become reality, therefore turning against God, sad to say but true, and then they're going to predict that it's going to happen and they're going to tie it to their ways of controlling us and literally peddling a tyranny on the back of this fundamental reality manipulated in the mainstream press. And what's happening is uh, the masses are getting the false doctrine. As Scott wisely pointed out, he who owns the media makes the rules, is what I like to say. But a er, Paris climate rally that took place last year draws 45,000 people, according to a media estimate. Okay? Literally, a legislative proposal in Connecticut would have government school instruction on climate change. It'll be in government schools statewide if they have their way. And it'll begin in elementary school. The propaganda and indoctrination will begin that early. All right. Climate lawsuit now claims global warming is making it more inconvenient to go hiking. In Oregon, you got these environmentalists that want to go hiking, literally suing, saying government's known about this global warming and climate change. And we've got to sue the government for not taking greater Action. I believe it's a propaganda agenda here by the environmentalists to force more and more and more government control and involvement. But when you have the socialist debates bringing in 15 million last week to watch the first night and 18 million plus to watch the second night, the propaganda, the legislation, the lawsuits, the climate rallies, the these people are out of control. I mean, it's going on. But they they got this lawsuit where this guy went backpacking and claims he couldn't see. The kids argued that the federal government violated their due process rights. You know what? They knew that these emissions were going on for years, and they just let it happen. Okay, now the L.A. Times inadvertently admits that Trump is right about what's causing California wildfires. And that is that we're not taking care of the environment properly. The government's, you know, forcing people to... But then the government just backs it. They're creating the Hegelian dialectic and false flags everywhere, Scott.
3: Well, you know, this is not new stuff. I mean, you look back in the Old Testament uh, where people say, oh, our God did that. Not your God. Okay, now, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would have maybe given the warning, could have uh, told the instructions and given the cause and everything else like that. And then when it came about, the people would say, "Oh yeah, our God's caused this to happen." And I mean, this is—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's old old news. It's been going on for thousands of years, and uh, and and we just keep falling for the same nonsense, and and we refuse to use our own heads. Uh, the the Joseph Goebbels approach to things with the Nazi propaganda thing—we keep telling the truth, we keep telling the falsehoods enough times it becomes truth. And, and uh, it's becoming epidemic. And I think Americans, well, the whole world has got to start waking up to this. But uh, uh, the chances of that are slim and none, I think, with uh, with the way everybody has, has bought into the the falsehoods. But, but the, the people, we've got to keep giving the word out. We've got to keep standing for truth. We've got to be in the breach, if you will, and, and uh, maybe... A few souls will will wake up and and, uh, start to recognize the realities of all the truth of eternity that's so important to us. I mean, the distractions are satanic. I mean, that's about as direct as I can put it.
1: (laughs) Well, there you have it. And uh, this propaganda is out of control. Um, For example, the headline says, California Cooked the Books. To justify solar panel mandate, California regulators relied on precarious assumptions and incomplete data to rationalize their decision to require every home in the state to be fitted with solar panels. The California Energy Commission um, made history when it voted to mandate that every home have these solar panel installations. They say the rule is the first of its kind in the country, and it will apply to, quote, all newly built homes and low-rise apartment buildings beginning in January 2020, with some exceptions for shaded houses and uh, some exceptions for, I guess if you're involved in another energy program or whatever, then you won't be forced. But you got this mandate in California. California will force every homeowner, or I should say every new homeowner, to install solar panels, Scott?
3: Well, again, if, if the truth are really known, the true energy costs of creating these alternative energy things are, are are based on a pulse. You don't ever get the full exposure, let's put it that way. If you consider all of the energy and the materials and the impact on the environment and everything, that creating these things costs up through the end of their life cycle and the disposal of these things and all that kind of stuff that the maintenance that's ongoing the i mean you talk about wind for example wind uh will never cross over to the uh to payback and everything you know you talk about the, the maintenance costs and the using your vehicles to go out and and uh you know look at the uh Uh, what it takes to fix them, or whatever, anything else like that is. Everything considered, they actually have a higher negative impact on the environment than carbon fuels do. And it's just astounding to me that 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 total picture is never brought forth by anybody. It's something that's easily documented, and and the the cost of production, the cost of delivery, the cost of maintenance, the cost of replacement, the cost of, uh, you know, taking care of the product after you're done with it, you know, the landfill things, everything all together, they have a higher cost. It's just astounding that that we tend to close our eyes and our ears and we go with uh, some lie thinking we've done something pretty exciting. It's just amazing to me.
1: And to add fuel to the fire, not only is California cooking the books, not only is California mandating this, but uh, California's Jerry Brown signs Bill Forcing – 100% clean energy on Californians. So we see this heating up, and my problem isn't that climate change isn't real. I believe it is real, and they know it's real. They know prophecy, and they actually believe prophecy. But what they want to do is play God and capitalize on it for a Hegelian dialectic false flag control. But Jerry Brown forced the signage of a bill there. So, I mean, it's crazy. And um, another report says, a new report shows... That Paris Climate Accord backers are just outsourcing CO2 emissions to China. So, you know, they know full well that it's propaganda, but they know that government can gain control over the people this way. Uh, It turns out that in Utah, fewer people are buying solar panels after the subsidies were pulled. People realize without government subsidies, they're just not a very good deal. And uh, so the battle rages on. Do you have more to add to that? Ooh, it's hard to
2: know what to, uh,
1: you know. Well, include, first off, you uh, got solar How they work Are they good?
2: Well, I, I can tell you this: that uh, you know, like right now, for example, I get a nine dollar a month bill for my power, which is basically your, uh, you know, the amount that they say you have to be charged. Um, the other part is, uh, I'm. I'm uh, generating if you will more power than I'm using and so then they put it in this little you know I guess you could call it a kitty or whatever so that then you can use it up as you need it you know as as we get less solar production in later part of the year Uh, so I look at it and think uh, you know overall I'm I'm Less than uh, overjoyed, mostly because I think there's a better way of doing it. I don't like the government involvement in the uh, solar industry, but then I don't like government involvement in any area it's not supposed to be in. And uh, that's a lot of areas. Yeah, so uh, here's the change that you know. used to
1: happen, Kurt. They used to give you a fair amount for the power that you'd feed back to the grid via your solar panels. And now what they've done is they've changed it. They give you less than market value. They give you less than a fair shake for your, uh, the power you produce.
2: Well, they do that for the new people. The you know we we got the cool uh, deal with the old. So you got a folks, special privilege you know, in there, yeah. Plus well, government what, subsidies. That's what it's all panels. about,
1: you know. Plus the government subsidies of your privilege. solar panel,
2: right? Well, that's what they say, um, and uh, I think you have to make sure you understand all the tax, the, you know, things there, and make sure that's impossible. Uh,
1: all right, good point. To understand all that, it's it's crazy. So you pay nine dollars a month for your bill, but then how much is your fee for your solar panels every month? Uh,
2: the the payment for the solar panels is about what I used to pay. You know what for the monthly power bill. So
1: it's nine dollars so, more.
2: Well, all I'm saying is that number's
1: really close. You know, between you the two a, together, you mean a year. Right. Okay, so you're save, You're not saving any money for the next however long. What is it, 20 years, 10 years? How long? Yeah, however long it takes to pay off the uh, solar panels. Yeah, 20 know. years or so. And then hopefully it'll be a better deal as long as the government doesn't change the playing field again, right? Yeah. See, if the government would just get say. out of it, you could produce power and, and even have
0: extra power, Kurt. Between the parades, picnics, and fireworks from coast to coast, most of us are experts on how to celebrate Independence Day. This year, we invite you to join us at Liberty Hall in Far West Utah for a grand old Fourth of July celebration that focuses on why we celebrate. From noon to 2 p.m., come and hear patriotic music by Radiant Productions. We'll be showing a screening of a more perfect union. Enjoy free hot dogs and popcorn. And hear Benjamin Franklin speak on the Declaration of Independence. Make it an Independence Day to remember, Thursday, July 4th, from noon to 2 p.m. at Liberty Hall, 3677 North, Highway 126 in Far West, Utah. Sponsored by Loving Liberty. All proceeds benefit. Follow the flag.
3: I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines.
1: And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt, and voter fraud is all too common.
5: And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just
3: Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too.
5: You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no way.
3: You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else, and you don't have what it takes to be in this job.
1: with this is that climate change is real folks god's in charge and i'm telling you right now he will punish us if we turn our back on him uh, but he also will provide love the punishment's not just to abuse us the punishment is to say please turn to god and repent so i can bless you again that's what god uses the climate for and the climate will change and will get worse the un experts right however our point to bring this up is to call people to repentance and to change and to help us bring back the blessings of the almighty he uh, wants to heal our land. Interesting phrase in the Bible. He wants to protect us and bless us. It's just uh, up to us if we're willing. And I pray we will repent and we are willing. The governments of the world, the United Nations groups, and they want to use this climate change reality. They know it's true. But what they want to do is manipulate it into lies and say it's because you people are on the planet. And what they want to use is the Hegelian dialectic and false flags to let us just beg for more government. Uh, And these solar panels, now that subsidies aren't as plentiful, people are uh, feeling like they're not near as good of a deal. Uh, But the point that I'm bringing up is Kurt got solar panels, and Kurt's proven that they can produce more power than you need. And they can be tremendous in value. Uh, The the destruction on this whole point, Kurt, is the government. If they just let you get your solar panels, then you can even have a business. One, you could provide for your own off-the-grid solution. But two, you could provide value to others. But they've ruined that, too.
2: You know, well, I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, I mean, I just, I'm grateful for, uh, you know, the level of uh, what disinvolvement of the government, but I sure wish we'd have less uh, that they'd leave the free enterprise system to work. And uh, it'd just be amazing to me what what could happen, I think.
1: Scott?
3: Well, you know, it's human nature, and that's what the Constitution was written to take control of, it's human nature. They they state that so clearly in so many ways. It's human nature to accrue and then begin to abuse power. And this effort is an effort to accrue power. And whether it's through war or through uh, medical, uh, controlling your medical, or through the climate or whatever, it's accruing power that ultimately will be abused, because that is human nature. And in the 47th Federalist paper, James Madison said the accumulation of all power, legislative, executive, and judiciary in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elective, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. And so as we allow these uh, power mongers to accumulate power by whatever Means that they're, I mean, they manipulate it in, in all sorts of different ways. It isn't just one. They, they ultimately and finally will accrue the power to abuse it, and it will be the very definition of tyranny, as, as Madison so succinctly stated in the 47th Federalist paper. And, um, and so that's why the government that we were granted at such great cost, under the hands of wise men that I believe God raised up for that very purpose was so careful in defining the limits and bounds of power. And unless and until we, the people, come to understand that the power that is in any form of government is limited to the charter or the contract that we agreed to when we established that government. The United States Constitution is the charter of of a uh, contract under which the national government works. It is specific. All All... Elements of the national government—executive, legislative, and judicial—are creatures of the contract. They were created by the contract. They can only act within the bounds established, within the delegated authority that's there. State governments operate similarly, so do local governments. The fact of the matter is, the United States Declaration of Independence uh, very succinctly states what the purpose of government is—to secure God-given rights. And unless and until we learn that again, people are going to continue to manipulate us, they're going to continue to bamboozle us and trick us to, to giving away our liberty and giving away the blessings that God intended us, I believe, to have from the very beginning. And and we are going to lose the the few remaining liberties we still have. I mean, we could do a story I'm sure right now on the NSA and its collection of our uh, all of our communications information unconstitutionally outside the bounds that are allowed and everybody ho-hum we're okay with this i mean my heavens and they're going to renew it again in december and it may be renewed according to mr trump forever they're not going to have a sunset date on it and having been through these processes before with things like the patriot act so-called I mean, we find that these things just become embedded. Then we could talk, I guess, if you want, about this stupidity of excluding from the National Defense Authorization Act the idea that that the legislature has to approve starting a war with Iran And, and the trickery that happened with Mitch McConnell and the the scoundrels in the Senate to say, oh, no, 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 we're not going to put that in the National Defense Authorization Act. We're going to make it a stand-alone issue, which they knew would not make culture. They wouldn't get 60 votes to even bring it to the floor. They, they gave ostensibly the appearance that they're playing, you know, honorably. And then they knew full well that they were going to deep-six this. Well, looking like they were the good guys. I mean, well, and
1: they, they did that other vote on the war thing, too, to oppose Donald to look good, knowing full well they didn't have the muster for it. And now they turn around and do this, which betrays their whole agenda there, too, just showing how dishonest it really is.
3: Well, no, they're just a bunch of cowards. And honestly, they, they've, they've got the constitutional pushback authority and they refuse to exercise it because party takes precedence over principle. The prime directive today is to vote against the opposite party. And we have fallen so far, and again, the the exceptions to this are so rare, you could probably name them on two fingers. Maybe not even that. But the fact of the matter is, we do not have, as a people, enough understanding to know that these scoundrels that we trust as our representatives don't have the courage, the backbone or even the intelligence and, and understanding to be able to perform the, the tasks that they are being sent to the office to perform. I, I just am appalled at what we've fallen to as a nation and you, you, you know time this back in your previous conversation. You offend God, you get certain outcomes. You violate principles, you get outcomes. I mean, it's, it follows as the night the day. if you're, if you're violating the principle, you're going to have an unsatisfactory outcome, and we violate it constantly. It's just a, a, amazing to me that, that we seem to keep walking down the path of self-destruction. We're selling our country for a mess of pottage. Here we are coming up on the 4th of July, which should be a commemoration, a celebration of, of obtaining liberty from tyranny and, and the limits and bounds of government and the purpose of government and everything, and as I said earlier... It usually is a beer box with fireworks and, and, uh, and a rock concert, and you go, holy cow. The, I, I could tell you stories about people that don't even know the difference between the Constitution and the Declaration.
1: Hey, I'm going to be watching A More Perfect Union uh, here coming up on the 4th, too, at the uh, Loving Liberty event. Uh, and in my opinion, that kind of highlights uh, what's important about America and, and understanding. And uh, Anyway, great, great film on A More Perfect Union.
3: Well, I've probably given away thousands of that video. I mean, I, on in DVD form, I've I've handed it out like hotcakes for years, and um, and and it's 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 something that the principles that are espoused there are kind of well, they're, they're sweet and, and everything. Uh, the the caring of the founders and everything. They don't get into the depth and breadth of what is really. You know, the meat of everything, but you get a feeling there by watching that video, a feeling for what went into it, the the spirit of caring and devotion and all that. And that's why I think that, that video is so good, and that's why I've given away thousands over the years, because people need to start to re- recognize these were not a bunch of arrogant oh, Scoundrels that were there trying to maintain power for themselves. They wanted to have the blessings of liberty for themselves and their posterity. And that video, I think, captures it.
1: Uh, yes, it so, does. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, to get as deep as Scott's talking about, you know, you've got to be a lifelong student of the sacred principles of liberty to really get that deep and really understand and really be able to apply the founding fathers' viewpoints to modern day. And that's why we break down the news the networks refuse to use the way we do. That's why we – you know what? Our goal is to provide clarity in a direction. For example, you're not going to win the debate saying climate change isn't real. God is going to meet out his – Um, measure on wicked people that sin against him. And it's going to result in climate just upheavals. It will. Prophets have told us, foretold and forewarned, and and, hey, we're going to have calamities. Okay, so they're right on the point. They're wrong on the cause. They're wrong on the, the solutions. The solution is to realize that God is angry when his people turn their back on him as a society and the answer is to repent and he promises if we do he'll heal our land that's the takeaway the problem is they won't let that discussion hit the debate airwaves whatsoever on liberty roundtable you can hear it alternative news but in the mainstream press they're not even talking about god there's no answers of god or no answers except for more government in their minds for this issue and whether it be this issue or many others we try to take the old view the founding father's view that god's at the helm not government and that we need to turn to God for solutions, not government, and that God's the author of our liberty, not government, this fundamental reality that the Founding Fathers tapped into and understood is what we need to bring forward today. And Liberty Roundtable Live does our very best to bring these fundamental truths forward at every story, every opportunity, every modern-day discussion. We try to insert this into the frame of, of viewpoints so that people can understand our godly heritage, our true history. And most importantly, tie that to solutions going forward for us and our posterity. Final word to you, Kurt, and then Scott.
2: Well, you know, I I appreciate the sentiments shared, and all I can say is, uh, God bless America, God bless the world,
1: and uh, let's make America and the world uh, greater. Just imagine if, if Kurt would be un, unencumbered by the government on his solar panels, he might be able to sell power to me, and then I could help him pay off his solar panels, and then I could buy my own. And Just imagine what we could do if we could get the government out of it. You know what I'm talking about? I realize that we're not neighbors close enough to share solar power. My point, though, is that, hey, we need that freedom. The solar panels are not the problem. They're the solution. The problem is government getting in the middle of it, manipulating and subsidizing and controlling and, and you know, pulling the lever in the favor of the few at the expense of the many, and the subsidizing and the regulations, and I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. The solution is for government to fulfill its proper constitutional role, and let the free enterprise system become the order of the day. Final words here, Scott.
3: I'm absolutely appalled at how often I hear something to the effect that there ought to be a law. We have a law created for almost everything, and and actually, that's the exact antithesis of what the law should be. Uh, You know, you look at the general welfare clause in the, um, you know, the preamble as well as Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1, if you look at the definition of what welfare is, it's exemption from any unusual evil or calamity. This is according to Webster back in the founding era. The enjoyment of peace and prosperity or the ordinary blessings of society and civil government. So what it really is, is a stable, predictable society they were trying to create to let the principles of liberty prevail, and government wasn't supposed to be in the middle of everything. You've got the freedom to succeed. Don't let government destroy it. And that's kind of where we're going nowadays is government's in the middle of everything, and it will destroy it. It will become the very definition of tyranny.
1: But that's why we highlight the solutions, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Dr. Scott Bradley. freedomsrisingsun.com is website with weekly Q&A webinars uh, with links to his incredible curriculum on how to preserve the nation and more. Thank you, sir. Godspeed.
3: Great to talk to you all. See you next time. All right, there he
1: goes. Scott Bradley doing a great job for Sam, Kurt, and Scott. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will save America. LibertyRoundTable.com. Donate today. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.